Please find a comfortable posture. Keep your back straight, chin up. If you don't keep your back straight as much as you can, maybe easily you're falling asleep. Gently close the eyes. Make a wish for determination. Today, this morning, I am going to meditate. This meditation helps to keep my mind strong, balanced, joy and peaceful. Take few deep, long breaths and let go and relax your mind, your body. This hour, we are totally committing our lives, go inward, Always our minds are going outward. We all are concerned about what is happening in the world, what is happening in our families, workplace, our society, country. Very little concern what is happening inside us. This is your time, this is my time. Go inward, introspection, to see and feel our own lives. In this moment, look at yourself respectfully and lovingly. Appreciate your body and mind, your life. Even life has all the challenges and difficulties. How beautiful. Still I am surviving, I am breathing. I have place to live, I have food to eat. When we compare to other parts of the world, still we are fine here. Therefore, learn how to appreciate what you have instead of worries, anxieties, and complaining about it. Having this awareness in your mind, please send your loving thoughts towards yourself, thinking, I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. May no harm come to me, may no difficulties come to me. May I always find spiritual strength, mind power, understanding. I am well.
I am happy. I am peaceful. Now send your loving thoughts towards your family. May all of my family members be well, be happy, be peaceful. Bring a picture of your each family members. Just imagine, they are smiling to you, you are smiling to them, they are in front of you. You are looking at them lovingly and gentle manner. Even you have some difficulties and issues and problems with them. This moment leave everything behind for a while. Try to change your perspective of them, what they did, 
how they did. Is it possible for you to separate yourself from that distraction and looking at them kindly, lovingly? Instead of anger or disappointment towards them, is it possible for you to think of them with loving kindness, understanding we all are human beings? May they be well, may they be happy, may they be peaceful. Now send your loving thoughts towards the whole world. May all human beings be well, be happy, be peaceful. <coughs> Now slowly turn your attention to your breath. Every breath you take in, you take out, is taken mindfully. Focus on your natural, ordinary breaths. No need to repress your thoughts, no need to control your thoughts. Let them come and go.
No need to repress your thoughts, no need to control them, be aware of them, accept them, respect them, be friendly with them, don't go against them, no need to condemn them. Sometimes meditation seems to be difficult because our concentration is not well developed. It takes time. Therefore, don't be hurry to be peaceful. Take your time. Step by step, day by day, little by little, every day you are progressing. Remember, slowly is holy. There is no way for instant happiness. 
if your intention is to find instant happiness the same way that happiness will disappear observe your mind observe your body your body is relaxed your mind is calm tranquil and peaceful make a strong determination to practice meditation this is your best life insurance all other security we have they are not permanent this is the best one now i am going to chant for all now you can bring your palms together close to your heart center so many people requested blessing and prayers this is the time you can bring your intention for the blessing you can be a receiver and also you can give you can do blessings to other people after you meditate because your mind is focused and purified this is the best time to receive and give it to other people send it to other people bahun sahasma binim mitasayudhantang giri me kalang udit ghor sasen marang dana didham vidina jitwa munindo tant 
तेज सा भाव तो ते जाय मंगलानी मारातीरेक माबियोजन जित सम्बरातिंग घोराम पनालवक मांख मातादयाखांग खांति सुदांत विधिना जितवा मुनिंदो तांते जसा भाव तुते जाय मंगलानी नालागिरिंग गजवरं आतिमंत भूतं दावंगिचं मासनीव सुदारुनंतं मेतांबुसेक विधिना जितवामुनिंदो तांते जसा भावतु ते जाय मंगलानी मे यू बी वेल मे यू बी हैप्पी मे यू बी पीसफुल थैंक यू वेरी मच प्लीज ओपन योर आई okay good morning everybody so happy to see you this morning hmm i think we have um, all the human beings we have a tendency to be unhappy so whoever i talk always people um telling me how unhappy they are how difficult their life challenging um is very interesting to me so why i was questioning why is that why people are always unhappy why do they have that tendency to be unhappy um when i think about certain people's lives because i know them closely for me they don't have a reason to be unhappy there's no reason i can say closely you know we have that nature anyway but they have everything they have food they have beautiful homes to live they have comfortable life but still they are unhappy then i was thinking why is that we are so used to be unhappy we are believing that is the truth now why we are conditioned to that not one day not two day not one week not one month years being unhappy now we are believing that's a big part of our lives so when i talk about myself 
as a human being, I have experiences I was being unhappy. Sometimes people even, they don't believe it. Oh, how come you be unhappy? So why? I'm human being, I'm honest. So that's a kind of human condition. So once in a while I feel because of the certain things I'm unhappy. As, as I said, that's the kind of the tendency we have because we are so used to live like that. But the good thing about my practice, or I can talk about myself, you know about yourself, even I'm experienced that unhappiness day or two or week, quickly I can recover. How about that? Some people take that unhappiness, keep it, believing it, live with it, continue with it. Some people, people who practice meditation, don't believe unhappiness is the only way to live our life. There is uh, so many other ways to live our lives. So, when you are practicing, quickly discover to get out from that unhappiness. That is the purpose of your practice. So if you feel unhappy, don't be unhappy about unhappiness. <laughs> so when you are unhappy, when you are going through some challenges, recognize them closely and try to get out from that um, conditional mind. So, the other day, um, one of my friend called me and talked about one of my other friends and student. Then, uh, one of my friend, uh, I'm talking about the two friends, and he called me and said, so and so, that person is really unhappy right now because they are good friends. One day I hope you can help this person. I, I said, I don't know what is going on. You know, I heard the story from that person. Then I said, if that person contact me, maybe I will say something. I will try to help. So then I was quiet about it. Then um, I knew that person will call me. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for that call. Finally, he called me. So, right, he called me and he said, Bhante, I have something to talk with you. I said, sure, you know, I know what is coming, but anyway, I said, okay, sure, you can let me know. Uh, I'm ready to listen. So then he said, I am building a house. I'm building a new house. In front of my house, Another person also building a house. Another family also building a house. The way they build that house is so ugly. It is affecting to my house. It is covering uh, uh, all the nature view after they build that house. So last two weeks I couldn't sleep because of that. I was talking to my wife about it. Now, this lady, she's putting more information into it. <laughs> now, making him more angry about it. Now, he said, when I'm walking around, I always see it. I'm always angry. They are my neighbors. They are nice people. But I'm so angry with it. Why they are building ugly house in front of my house. Now think about very simple act. Now this person has weeks and days cannot sleep and mad. Then he talks to a couple of other people and asking some help. I am going to talk to them. Oh, 
I am going to complain to the city. Now he is, he is going to take some action about it. So then he was complaining about his whole dilemma, you know, what is going on in his mind. Then I said, what is the purpose of your house? What is the purpose you are building that house? I am building that house for me, my family, my children, to live peaceful life. Then what do you think about that person who is building that house? Now we build the conversation. What do you think of uh, his purpose of building that house? Then he said, his purpose also building that house, he wants to live a happy and peaceful life in there. Maybe he is doing it differently. Then he asked me, is there any action I can take? Is it okay if I ta take some action? I said, already he built the house. Now they are putting the roof. After you go and complain to them, oh, what will happen? Do you think they will bulldoze that house? <laughs> I don't think so. Because they are working so hard to build that house. They are very happy and excited about their own, they are building their own house. Then I said, how about instead of unhappy building, the, you know, about that house, you can look, change your perspective about it, be happy, another person in this world building a house for him or his family to have a good life, the way exactly you are going to enjoy your, your house. Then he said, it is so hard for me to think like that. Then I said, that means you are going to fail. That means you are building a beautiful house. The rest of your life, you are going to be unhappy in that house. Why? Every day in front of that house, you have that ugly house you call the ugly house. So, then I saw, I experienced what people are doing. People are looking for pain and suffering and whatever happening in the world, they don't want to figure it out. They don't want to find the peaceful, balanced life. So therefore, I'm asking you, you cannot change everything in this world. Whatever happening, you cannot change everything. You cannot change everybody. Then I ask him, do you think, for example, you go and stop and do complain however you stop building that house. But I am really sure in that street, in front of your house, other people also build the houses. You cannot have whole land. You cannot have a whole mountain. You cannot have whole trees, whole garden. You are not the only person in this world. Therefore, please, my friend, change your perspective. So then he asked me a counter question. If you are the person building that house, how do you feel? I said, definitely I will feel a little sad about it being honest. Then what I am going to think, I said, I am not going to live forever in my own home, own house. One day I will die, I will leave this house, therefore learn how to live in your house with your neighbors, peaceful manner. Then I asked him, what is the purpose of your spiritual practice? He is a spiritual practitioner. The way spiritual practitioners, way the meditative people, the way they think, has to be different. Then he said, I am so happy to have a Buddhist monk as my friend. So I am going to think, but it is hard. If it is easy, I said, if it is easy for you, no need to do this, nothing to do. If it is difficult, please keep trying to do it. So then I said to him, how about turning this distraction for your own benefit, for your own growth, to find compassion, find balance, acceptance, letting go. Then I, I said to him, 
you are always believing one day Buddha or the great teachers will come and teach you about developing your mind, uh, how to create the positive thinking and always you are thinking great teachers and the Buddha will come to you. I said, Buddha already there in front of you. The people who are building that house, giving you opportunity to practice and learn about yourself. If you don't take that chance, where and when you are going to practice. So then he was thinking, that's a nice thought, I'm going to consider that. Then uh, I know this person, my my friend, um, he has some money. Uh, there are other people who are building that house, they don't. Maybe they work all their life to make that money and build that house. Then I said, that neighbor works so hard every day, years, collecting that money to build his dream house. Let him to build it. So enjoy it with him. So then he said, even it is difficult, I follow your guidance. I try to learn from that house, that house or that family become my teaching and my Buddha and my practice. So, when we are talking about gaining wisdom, always we have opportunities to gaining the wisdom. So, one way to gaining the wisdom is listening. Then I was thinking, when I say something to my friend, he was a good listener. Why? He was believing, even if it is difficult, he was believing practice is very important. That's why he didn't suffer himself, he contacted me. Then he was listening, he didn't argue with me. He didn't say, I want to live in this pain. Because I become noble friend to him, and that person I try to help. Then he said, I'm listening to you, I'm going to follow your guidance. So therefore, as a spiritual practitioner, always listen. Listening is a really good thing. While you are listening, so many thoughts may happening in your mind, maybe you don't like them. Certain things people come and tell me, I don't like it at all, be honest. But I bring my mindfulness into that presentation, I'm listening to that person. Because I had the issue, I don't want to listen, that's my nature. But getting better with this practice, I know how to listen now. Listening doesn't mean you are accepting everything. But when you are listening, that's a good quality. When you are listening, you are gaining patience too at the same time. So when I was a young monk, I had the difficulty, I'm always talking. Like a very talkative. So my teacher had the issue with that. He always, like my father, he always tried to control me, always I'm asking questions, you know, I'm always making trouble. Then he said, don't talk always. You have to be quiet. <laughs> so when I was a very young monk. So I cannot stand for that. I always want to ask, why is this? Why is this red color? Why is this? Always asking question. One day, my teacher asked me, do you know the bird owl? You know the bird owl? I said, yes. What do you see? Think about owl. Imagining the owl. What do you see? Then I said, when I think about, think of an owl, owl has two big eyes. Then my teacher asked, what he does? Just watch. Then as a monk, be an owl. Just watch, don't talk. <laughs> How wonderful, right? Then I said, okay, I got it. So what else? Then I said, he has two big ears, like this. You have seen the beautiful owl, that's my bird. <laughs> what he does? Just listening. As a monk, don't talk all the time. Just listen. I love it. I really love it. Then he asked, what else? I said, that's it. No, 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 no. There's something amazing when you're looking at the owl. Sometimes, 
owl sitting on a tree branch, sitting there, and always shaking his head. He said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like always saying mm-hmm. Then he said, one day you become a big monk. So many people come to you and say things. You cannot accept everything, you cannot reject everything, you cannot give answers to everything, but you have to listen and always shaking your head. Then you will be safe. Now, (laughs) I'm so grateful to my teacher. Now, so many times in my life, I'm always shaking my head. I always say, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. That's the answer. So therefore, always try to be an owl and listen. Then the second one, to gain the wisdom, thinking. So, when you are thinking, think mindfully. So usually when we think, we think whatever we want. Whatever mind wants, we are thinking. So when we are practicing mindfulness, we call selective thinking. When you are practicing meditation, you can select what you think. Unnecessary things, you can keep it away. So that means you are thinking, that means you are not become a slave to your thinking. That's what we call introspection, going inward. Then the last one is meditate. Meditating and gaining wisdom. That's what you are doing. So while you are sitting, you can do all three together. <laughs> you can listen to yourself. You can take care of your thinking, your thoughts. And same time you can meditate. That is the best way to gain wisdom. What are the three things? Listening and gaining wisdom. Thinking and gaining wisdom. Meditating and gaining wisdom. So... Therefore, suffering is optional. Okay, thank you so much for this morning. I hope you learned something beautiful today. Uh, Tyler? Tyler, please sit here. So, and otherwise people cannot hear. They can, uh, right, exactly. Yeah. People will complain about it. Both? Yeah, you can both, I'm yeah. I'm just going to hold them like this. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take this off. Okay. <laughs> so, good morning. Uh, who was here last week? A few of you. Okay, good. I'm glad to see you. Some reoccurrence and some new folks. It's really <laughs> nice. So this is our third um, time back in the temple. It feels so weird to even say that. And so we're trying to learn how to navigate all these new changes. And uh, I thought I would just talk a minute about a couple of things as Monday was telling us. I'm going to talk today. I started to think about um, some lettuce that uh, he wouldn't let me eat while we were in Sri Lanka, maybe a decade ago now, I think. Do you remember the night? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, you know, we have a lot of inquiries here, uh, especially, I think, since we've reopened the Saturday talks. We have a lot of people write us and message us and ask us questions, and a lot of that conversation is about how do we navigate this uh, situation in our world right now, a worldwide pandemic, suffering, death, Black Lives Matter, social unrest, uh, our family dynamics, maybe uh, constraints around money or lack or abundance, uh, you know, all the things, right? All the things we're dealing with. And um, a lot of the questions that we get and that we feel are like, what can I do? How can I uh, navigate these times? What tools are available? Uh, what teachings are available that could maybe give us some direction or maybe even like a daily uh, way to kind of reset and ground ourselves and think about how to, how to navigate this time. And um, so I, was, I, I think that the first, the first thing that came to my mind when I started to get these questions this week especially 
was this evening with Bonte and the Lettuce. So we were in the middle of nowhere in this little village and we had been um, working really hard all day. Uh, it's just, it's so hot, there's just not even a word to describe it. And uh, I was exhausted and super hungry. And I, this was maybe my first or second time in Sri Lanka and I was real concerned about the food. I was real worried about like, should I take the medicine before we go? And like, where can I eat that's safe? And what water do I drink? And I'm brushing my teeth with bottled water. It's ridiculous. Um, and um, I kept noticing myself, uh, you know, being nervous when meals would come to us. I'd be like, I'm not sure about this. And so this particular day, we were in this village, and we, uh, I was particularly hungry and tired. And uh, we sit down for our meal. And um, I really wanted like a salad. Like, um, so I said to Bonte, I said, you know, can I order this salad? Is it safe? And I, until then, I had only eaten cooked food. And, you know, when it's like 190 degrees, eating cooked food is so gross. And so I really wanted this cold salad. And um, he said, that's ah, totally fine. You know, we were out in a place where they, they used all the proper care and it was washed properly. He reassured me it would be fine. Um, in Sri Lanka, everything takes about 70 hours, so when you order a meal, it's pretty much like three days before it comes, and uh, it's very, very slow-paced. And uh, so during the delayed arrival of my salad, I started to get more and more worried, and, and I noticed my body tensing up, and I couldn't withhold the fear any longer, and I reached over to Bante again, and I said, are you sure I can have this salad? And he goes, yeah, I'm very sure, it's totally fine. Then, of course, another like 17 hours goes by, and I'm getting more and more nervous because I just don't want to get sick, <laughs> you know, in the middle of nowhere. And so I reach over to him one more time when the, when the, when the salad arrives, and I like have my fork. I'm like, Bonte, are you sure I can eat this? And he slams his plate down, and he goes, nope, and he tells the person, take it away. <laughs> Do you remember it? <laughs> and so, so he brings me, so he, re, he orders something for me, and now I have to wait like another 17 hours for, for, for what I deemed safe food. But later that night, we took a walk, and I said, Dante, why, what happened? I thought it was safe, and then you determined it was unsafe. And he said, well, it was safe until your mind deemed it unsafe. And, you know, we chant that every day here. We chant, mind is the forerunner of all states. It's the, you know, our, our middle chant between our meditation and our Dharma talk. We're always talking about mind, our minds being the forerunner of all states. Um, but I've been thinking about that lettuce a lot this week in response to all that's happening in our world and all the fear that's coming at us. And I, I, I've been really reminded about how important it is um, uh, to make sure that I'm staying steady and grounded and centered in my spiritual practice so that I can respond, um, you know, from a noble base of um, steadiness in a world that feels so unsteady. And so I got to thinking, <laughs> should we develop some guidelines for people? And I never even asked Bonte about this because I answered my own question before I got to reach him. But I started thinking maybe the temple should establish some guidelines that we could offer people to carry around during this time, you know, Maybe through the election, which we all know is going to be a little weird, or maybe through until we get a, a, a vaccine, right? Like there's always stuff going on. Maybe maybe we could like establish some way for all of us to come together. Um, and and I reflected on that for like a day, and then I realized uh, in another conversation we've been talking about all the things that we're going to cancel for the temple. You know, we're doing the best we can, but frankly, we're canceling most everything we've had planned this year. And um, one of the really big important things is our precept ceremony, which we don't know whether we'll have that or not, or maybe we'll have it in a new way. Uh, but right now we have no idea. And uh, there's actually a lot of beauty in that surrender to be present and just say, right now it's like this, and tomorrow we'll see what it's like. Uh, but I got thinking about how many people will be so disappointed about the precepts. Many people wait years to take them and work really hard and study. Um, and so I'm in this conversation about how are we going to handle precept ceremony, and I realize it's ridiculous to rewrite any guidelines, because as I was thinking about those precepts, I began thinking about the virus and social unrest while reading the precepts, realizing that we already have the five tools. I'd never thought about them in association 
with a worldwide pandemic, right? I thought the more in like, how do I live my daily life? What felt like in a more normal time. Uh, but they, they couldn't be more flawless in this time. They're actually designed and, and our living those practices as best we can. Um, I just, I don't know if you would agree, I can't think of something that could serve us or the planet more than each of us reaffirming our commitment to those precepts. So um, I'm just going to take a, a minute and uh, read, read them. And I want to ask everybody just in your mind to think about the virus, think about all the fear and the suffering, think about the social unrest in our world, um, and then consider whether or not these trainings or these practices uh, might be a good navigator for you. So, the first training. Aware of the suffering caused by this destruction of life, I am committed to cultivating compassion and learning ways to protect the lives of people, animals, plants, and minerals. I am determined not to kill, not to let others kill, and not to condone any act of killing in the world, in my thinking, and in my way of life. Second training. Aware of the suffering caused by exploitation, social injustice, stealing, and oppression, I am committed to cultivating loving kindness and learning ways to work for the well-being of people, animals, planets, and minerals. I am committed to practice generosity by sharing my time, energy, and material resources with those who are in real need. I am determined not to steal and not to possess anything that should belong to others. I will respect the property of others, but I will prevent others from profiting from human suffering or the suffering of other species on Earth. Keep all the current situations in your mind as we keep going. Third training. Aware of the suffering caused by sexual misconduct, I am committed to cultivating responsibility and learning ways to protect the safety and integrity of individuals, couples, families, and society. I am determined not to engage in sexual relations without love and a long-term commitment. To preserve the happiness of others and myself, I am determined to respect my commitments and the commitments of others. I will do everything in my power to protect children from sexual abuse and to prevent couples and families from being broken by sexual misconduct. Fourth training. Aware of the suffering caused by unmindful speech, and the inability to listen to others, I am committed to cultivating loving speech and deep listening in order to bring joy and happiness to others and relieve others of their suffering. Knowing that words can create happiness or suffering, I am committed to learn to speak truthfully with words that inspire self-confidence, joy, and hope. I am determined not to spread news that I do not know to be certain and not to criticize or condemn things for which I am not sure. I will refrain from uttering words that can cause division or discord, or that can cause the family or the community to break. I will make all efforts to reconcile and resolve all conflicts, however small. Fifth training. Aware of the suffering caused by unmindful consumption, I am committed to cultivating good health, both physical and mental, for myself, my family, and my society by practicing mindful eating, drinking, and consuming. <clears throat> I am committed to ingest only items that preserve peace, well-being, and joy in my body, in my consciousness, and in the collective body and consciousness of my family and society. I am determined not to use alcohol or other intoxicants, or to ingest foods or other items that contain toxins, such as certain TV programs, magazines, books, films, and conversations. I am aware that to damage my body or my consciousness with these poisons is to betray my ancestors, my parents, my society, and future generations. I will work to transform violence, fear, anger, and confusion in myself and in society by practicing a diet for myself and for society. I understand that a proper diet is crucial for self-transformation and for the transformation of society.
pretty interesting. You probably most of you, I assume, have heard those, have taken them, many of us have taken those vows. Isn't it uh, unusually interesting to hear them in the context of these current times, right? Like I think when I'm looking for a roadmap or when we have people reach out to us on, on how we establish a daily practice, I just don't think there's much else to say but those five precepts. So, mm -hmm. um, Bhante, I thank you and all the monks for always bringing those to us. And, um, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, how many people get Bhante's morning coffee with Bhante every morning in the emails? So, um, we now have a beautiful book uh, filled with the best of Bhante's morning coffee, along with some really beautiful color photography. So, some of his uh, greatest Bhanteisms are now available in book format. And this is a rather disappointing time to do a book release, so we're going to wait to do it, but they are available. And um, frankly, any tool that can help people right now feel a little more spiritually fit and want to get out into the world. Um, and so I uh, just want to re-remind people that that's available. And Bhante, why don't you talk about your water bottles that you love so much? <laughs> yeah, that's a Choose Loving Kindness water bottle. That's my favorite water bottle. Somebody gave me this bottle. So then I thought I want to make one for the temple too. So they're very good. And you can use it for hot and cold. And it has a strainer inside, you know. So you can take it out. And it's a really good water bottle. And, um, and also I want to tell you a story about this mask, actually. It's called the Choose Loving Kindness Mask. This is the message I'm trying to spread, not the COVID. <laughs> um, so one of my friends from Phoenix called me uh, other day. Uh, her hometown is a Flagstaff, but she's living in Phoenix. Uh, so she was walking uh, around the city in the Flagstaff. You know, the, so she saw somebody wearing this mask. <laughs> and she uh, reached to that person, do you know Bhante? Then they both started, you know Bhante? <laughs> then they become good friends. So it's very interesting how has this message um, spread around the world. And other day I went to the restaurant to pick up some food. I was wearing like this. Um, the front desk person said, I love your mask and the message. I want to get one. Then I gave the website. Mm. And so it's a simple thing, but it's protecting us. And also, same time, we are passing that message. I can see you are wearing it. It's just, thank you so much. Okay, so that's a good story I want to share. Thank you. Uh, just some housekeeping about the temple. Uh, as I talked about last week, we have made a conscious decision to only take this day by day. So right now we're still only open on Saturdays uh, in an extremely limited capacity. Uh, and I think we'll continue to do that, but it's entirely possible we won't. Uh, and so really what, what we do is I think Bhante is checking in with his heart when he feels right and wrong. We're all checking in with our hearts what feels safe and what feels unsafe. We've been doing some outdoor meditations. Um, I, we continue to struggle with uh, people respecting the monks in terms of social distancing and wanting to hug and masks. I know that there is an uh, overwhelming, um, almost uncontrollable desire to, to uh, you know, be affectionate with people that we that mean so much to us. Um, but I don't. We don't need to elaborate on how unrespectful that actually is in these current times. And so, uh, you know, I want to just continue to remind everybody that the monks will not stop you. They do not feel comfortable doing that. I'm asking you to be mindful and stop yourself from putting them in that awkward position. Uh, so please just continue to be really mindful and keep social distance with the monks. Um, that's how we're able to open up today and in these last three weeks is by asking everybody to hold their mindfulness at the forefront of their actions. Uh, as far as the temple goes, some very remarkable things. We talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, even though we're not here physically, uh, we've actually been growing the size of our sangha uh, in proportions we never could have dreamed. You know, we often can fit 200 people in this room, we rarely do, uh, but now we're getting 2,000, 3,000, 6,000 people viewing our meditations uh, virtually, which is just a really remarkable thing. And so uh, we're just grateful that we've all been able to kind of pivot uh, financially as the temple sits here unused. Uh, that does not mean that the expenses associated with the temple uh, become uh, unneeded. And so we've been really appreciative of people maintaining their pledges during this difficult time. We certainly understand that people are changing their ability to give based on their current circumstances. And we uh, totally respect and honor that. Uh, 
Uh, however, when people are watching online, we are asking, hey, if you have a dollar or five dollars that you can send, we'd be really grateful. Imagine all give so much less if all of us gave something. And so that's just what I want to remind everybody is that uh, during these times where we're navigating all of this, um, both of our biggest fundraisers this year have been canceled. Uh, the way the operations of the temple works is we're very grateful for your constant generosity, but frankly, we have two fundraisers a year that probably pay for about eight months of our operating expenses, and both of those events were canceled so so far. So uh, you can you can uh, understand what I'm saying in the in the in between of all that, uh, which is we're here, we're offering this practice. Uh, we're so grateful that this is our home and our refuge. We're really I'm uh, thrilled to be able to bring it to so many more people during this time. And we would ask that if it's meant something to you, please consider helping us uh, so that we can make sure we keep doing this. Uh, anything else? That's it. And also August 2nd, we are doing a um, uh, homestay uh, Zoom retreat. Yeah, so it's a day retreat on Zoom. You can join from home. So if you are interested, um, myself and the monastic, and I have uh, invited some other monks. And so we are taking the uh, time to each monk and the monastic. So if you want to join for that homestay uh, Zoom retreat, please register for that. Okay. So thank you so much, everybody. Thank you.